0: super talk mississippi media production
1: toyota brookhaven services all makes and models that could be why we were voted best service department the past two years come see why exit 40 brookhaven or online at twitterbrookhaven.com great service great savings at toyota brookhaven we deliver
2: howdy howdy it's rhino here and i wanted to say thank you for listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
3: Good morning and welcome, everyone, to Middays. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend, Rhino, on this...
2: Friday Eve. And a pretty nice day out there today. It feels
3: like fall. It does. Just a twinge of it in the air.
2: Just a taste. As they say. The NFL kicking off tonight, right? Yeah, you got the Cowboys led by Dak Prescott coming back from a horrific injury, and the... uh, How many times has he won the Super Bowl now, Tom Brady-led Buccaneers? He's a beast. I think they look to be
3: pretty good this year, don't they? Are there some new rules that uh, there's some scuttlebutt about in the NFL? Did I see something about
2: that? I honestly haven't seen it. Uh, I mean... I was reminded that it get started today by seeing a state fan posting a picture of them wearing their Dak Prescott Cowboys jersey so that was, that's the only reason I knew it was going on <laughs> I've been so focused on soccer which we finally got a win last night spoiler alert if you got it recorded Saw that. a four goal comeback in the second half we were down, I say we, the U.S. team the U.S. men's national team in the third World Cup qualifier of this window after having had two draws previously only getting two points going on the road to Honduras and going down a goal in the first half to then come back and score four in the second half. We got three points away, which has only happened once in the last, oh, I don't know, decade. Yeah. Uh, it uh,
3: It's kind of odd to me that you got all these overlapping sports and uh, you, you sort of got to more of a culmination, I guess, in soccer and a kickoff in football at the same time. Makes for an interesting juxtaposition. So, the okay, I heard Tom Brady, I just got a snippet of him e- expressing some criticism of the new rules. Uh, while you were speaking, I looked it up. There, there are six new rules. The one that he was talking about has to do with jersey number changes. I don't know why that's such a big deal. So the NFL, they have introduced limits on the numbers each position can hold to specify who were the eligible receivers and who were non-eligible receivers. If a player wants to change his number this season, he would have to buy out the existing inventory (laughs) of jersey distributors. Said ESPN's Kevin Seifert. If he wants to give notice now to change his number next season, there would be no requirement to buy out the inventory. <laughs> oh, gosh. So quarterbacks 1 through 19, running backs 1 through 49, and then 80 through 89, tight end 1 through 49, 80 through 89, wide receiver 1 through 49, 80 through 89. I don't see the big change there. Offensive line 50 through 79, defensive line 50 through 79, 90 through 99, linebacker 1 through 59, 90 to 99 and DB defensive back 1 through 49.
2: Maybe I missed the memo, but wasn't that always in the rules to a certain extent? I think I
3: think it has to do with the
2: the, the rule, the new
3: rule is the limits on the numbers each position can hold to specify who's eligible and who's not. That's weird. So I'm not sure what those limits are, but I I guess that's to keep the referees from being confused about who's eligible and who's not. But some of that is also determined on the basis, well, I guess it's not. Does that mean you could line up in the interior line with an eligible number on your jersey and be eligible?
2: If the play made you eligible.
3: And there's some rules about how many can be on the line of scrimmage as well and still be eligible for a pass. So that kind of comes into play, which is why you always they always have them back off a little bit, in the slot in particular, to be careful there. So
2: That's why some of those professional playbooks look like chess matches. That's right. I think you're right about that.
3: I want to say it's no more than one on the outside, the far end of a line. So let's see here. On the C Spire text line, Brady said it was because they watch film and know what number a player has. If they change numbers, they can't figure out who it is. (laughs) Interesting. That kind of makes sense. It's a big deal to me because only certain numbers could be used in certain positions, and Tom could look at that number and know the position on or off the line, that from Bowen Indianola. Well, again, I, I didn't catch Tom's the, the entirety of his remarks, but anyhow, he seemed to be squawking about it. But nonetheless, the game shall go on and will be played tonight. In fact, he's playing, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be interesting. I told you my story about going to New York and being like a tourist when I was waiting to do a presentation, and I was in the offices of one of the big private equity firms up there. I think it was KKR, and we were overlooking Central Park, and one of the associates was pointing out some of the buildings, and I happened to note one in the distance that was just sort of curious looking. It was very narrow but quite tall and had cranes. And I just happened to ask, what is that? And he said, those are residences. I thought that was interesting. I said, wow, what does something like that cost? He said, $6,600 a foot. Of course, I then retorted with, who lives there? He said, well, Tom Brady bought the first one. (laughs) It's not fair, is it? He makes too much money. What about the guy that lines the field off? There is, need to be penalties.
2: Is this the same time, Brady, they got <laughs> ran out of a public park during the COVID lockdown? <laughs> that's right. Because he was doing sit-ups in the public park on the bench. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Did,
3: <laughs> was it, didn't he do something funny? Oh, that's right. He tossed the trophy while he was on his boat. <laughs> the Super Bowl. Here, have it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What about all the COVID protocols? Because you know, Doctor Anthony lock him up forever and throw away the key. Fauci, he's in a bit of trouble, by the way. I believe the good doctor wasn't telling the truth when he was on the stand. But the latest from Fauci is he's just he's hyperventilating at the sight of fans in the stands this past weekend at college football games. We shouldn't be doing that, I think, or something to that extent. Look, here's my feeling about that. Liberals hate fun. They just do. You can't have any fun. You've got to be miserable all the time. I get tired of that. But, yeah, he is just beside himself on folks going out and having a good time. And he's calling for an end to these football games. You can't do it. Do that. Don't return to normal anytime soon until I tell you. I'm in charge here. Put your triple masks on. One per one per bleacher. <laughs> Every other bleacher. <laughs> it's just. It does just seem like it. Just. They never smile. They never laugh. They never yuck it up.
2: Or when they do, it seems so fake, or a defense mechanism, or a stalling tactic. It it, it doesn't seem like a real genuine human laugh. It's
3: totally feigned. I agree with you. But it just seems like, let's kill all the fun. Fun is, uh, that's a, a, a tenet of conservatism, perhaps. I mean, I don't know. I just don't see folks embracing fun it's uh i i thought it was rather insidious in the meantime larry elder you know who he is he's running for governor out there in california as a republican he is a uh, quite a successful african american syndicated radio talk show host throws his hat in the ring in this recall election against governor Five hundred dollar a plate French Laundry. Gavin Newsom rules for thee, but not for me. Uh, and so, did you see this yesterday? It happened after we we uh, were done with the show, but he was just out conducting a about to conduct a campaign rally and had to be cut short because some detractors, shall we say, showed up and heckled him and threw eggs at him, and I was going to share the video, but I couldn't find one that bleeped out all the expletives. I couldn't locate one. I tried. And one of those people was a female with a gorilla mask on, a pink gorilla mask. What's that all about? Don't you touch me, because somebody tried to push her away from the candidate, one of his handlers. We'll take a break right here on Middays. When we come back, Senator John Horn will join us in the studio. Stay with us.
4: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. R.J. Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID.
5: Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts. RotoRooter.
8: Find new roads. insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass, venable glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate.
5: Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today.
6: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Goal Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap. Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
4: back to that same old place that you laughed about Well the names have all changed since you hung around but those dreams have remained and they've turned around Who
7: they'd welcome
3: back you? is right here on middays with Gerard. Joining us in the studio now, Senator John Horn. He represents District 26, Heinz and Madison Counties, Chairman of the Senate Labor Committee and Vice Chair of the Senate Tourism Committee. Good morning, Senator. Always good to have you. Great to see you. So we had some hearings down there at the Capitol uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago today, as a matter of fact. Uh, two days. Uh, these were, I think, organized and uh, coordinated by Senator Harkins. From Ways and Means. And the purpose of those hearings was to discuss the possibility of, of reforming the income tax structure here or the tax structure in general in Mississippi. And a uh, lot of consideration and discussion about the Speaker's proposal, which would phase out essentially eliminate the state income tax, replace it with a slightly higher sales tax. Just wanted to get your take, first of all, on how those hearings went, uh, yeah. what you thought about that. A lot of information in two days.
9: Well, it was a lot to take in. Um, I think the Speaker did a good job of making his case. Uh, it was really the Philip Gunn show, in my opinion. <laughs> and and um, I, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, what Mississippi is looking for and what the legislature should be looking at is how do we grow the economy? Sure. Uh, are we going to, to uh, stop the brain drain? Are we going to create jobs that are attractive to young people who graduate college or finish whatever training they're going to get, and stay to get them to stay in, in Mississippi? I don't know, um, and I think that, that the other aspect is we 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 we're a manufacturing centric state. And uh, to keep up with other economies, I think that we've got to, to really take a, a hard look at how do we di- diversify. I don't know that the, the tax proposal does all of that. Now, uh, certainly, it, it will um, eliminate the income tax, uh, the, the, the house proposal. Uh, it will cut the grocery tax in half, mm-hmm. but it's going to raise by two and a half percent retail taxes on on other items, and so. What what might be some of the unintended consequences of our doing that? I, I think that we've got to look at what sort of impact this is going to have on the poor. Uh, a lot of poor people, uh, you know, they're, they're not <laughs> at a bracket where they pay a whole lot of, of income taxes. But if they have to, to dig into their pockets to pay some more taxes on retail, what's going to be the impact of that?
3: yeah uh, all good points and and uh as you know I testified I was the I was the last uh witness to testify late in the day on Thursday and uh, in support of of this measure but also very open to any adjustments that make sense and and honestly senator just to be clear I don't want anybody to bear any additional taxes uh right. I, whatever their income level is I, I I want to figure out a way to do that but I also understand and as you do as well sir is we got to operate the government there's right. certain level of services that have got to be provided and so we've got to make sure the revenue exists to do that mm-hmm. but senator high Bryan, your your colleague uh he he questioned me and one of his questions is he he. so i explained that i had produced a model i developed a model uh, a few months ago because uh, i was curious what does this mean exactly what you said if you eliminate income taxes and you raise sales taxes on, on commodities subject to those higher taxes and lower consumable groceries, what is, how does all that shake out? What's the net mm-hmm, effect mm-hmm. at an individual basis? And so I ran a number of different scenarios and cases and actually had folks send me their personal information, which right. I plugged into the model. And in every single case, virtually, folks benefited, some more than others. Senator Bryan actually asked me if I had done a model uh, which would – have, um, as an example, uh, a four-person household with the two earners earning minimum wage mm-hmm. and having two dependents. I had not at that point. So I plugged that in and have uh, since uh, distributed that. But as it turns out, that in that scenario, a slight savings, about mm-hmm. 300 bucks. Right. Now, right. my numbers could be adjusted and could be off in terms of how they spend their money some of that's estimates. Some of it's based on what I glean from uh, sources that that actually uh, study and analyze that kind of information. But I, and it's a valid question from some from Senator Bryan. I, th- I think in that in that situation, I guess my question to you, sir, and I'm sorry to go through all that is. Is there some middle ground here we can get to to work something out that that benefits us and also does contribute to and help promote the stimulation of our economy?
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think there's going to be some sort of, of reform of our tax code in next year's session. Okay. Like we're going to have a bill of, of some kind. Okay, whether it looks exactly the way the House bill looks uh, remains to be seen. Uh, So, yeah, there's middle ground. Uh, I've had conversations with with Chairman White, uh, Jason White, um, uh, in the House, and um, we plan on getting together in in the next little while to have a a sit-down and talk about, you know, hey, where is there middle ground on this? And I think there is middle ground to be had. Everybody wants to eliminate the grocery tax. Yeah. Uh, so by cutting half of the grocery tax, that's that's a, a great sign, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But the income tax <laughs> covers a third of our budget. Yeah, uh, and so I think we've got to be very careful about how we approach that. Sure,
3: it's one point seven. You're right, one point seven billion dollars in in reducing the grocery tax. One of the objections we've heard from city municipal leaders is that a, a good no, a good bit mm-hmm. of their diversions. Come from yeah, the well purchase get, of groceries locally, exactly, and, so, and
9: they, they get eighteen and a half percent diversion of yeah. every dollar that's that's uh, uh, spent on on sales tax, and so I, they're right to be concerned about sure,
3: that. sure. And I think there's been some suggestions on how to accommodate that that the speaker and his team have made. But but anyhow, it was a, a lot of information, a lot of, of uh, policy advocates, and a lot of folks that represent various trade associations and organizations, and and uh, they they all. Uh, spoke their piece and and made their case for where, where they landed. On yeah, the you know, I
9: hope this isn't the last time we have the the, the tax reform committee to meet because yeah. I think there's a lot more that we need to be looking at. Again, how do we how do we grow the economy? Yeah, our, our uh, income tax rate is not very high in Mississippi to begin with, and yet we're not attracting people. We're one of three states that's lost population. Yep, uh, we have a, a real brain drain where a lot of of you know I have um, uh, a niece who just left the state. Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, because she can't find the opportunity, she feels she needs to raise her family here in Mississippi. So she's in, in Dallas now. Yeah, and and there's there's too much of a pattern of that that's going on totally out agree. there. So uh, I think we've got to as part of our discussion, look at, okay, what is going to grow this economy and what's going to really attract people here?
3: Yeah, I totally agree, because as much as we all uh, have concerns for and, and want to see our K-12 education continue to improve and get better and, and produce higher-quality graduates, if they in fact then attend our colleges, and we got fantastic
9: universities mm-hmm. uh, across the spectrum, we're doing a good job of educating folks for Austin. Yeah, they go to Nashville, and so
3: we're not really getting a good return on that. Right. Exactly. So uh, I totally agree with you. Until, but the reason is because we don't have enough places for them to work. We don't have enough. I, I call them knowledge workers, which is a term used in in my industry. But we don't have enough knowledge worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, positions t- to fill, and most of what we're producing in in graduating from our universities are knowledge workers.
9: Well, and and on top of that, um, Mississippi has got to to become a fun place to live, work, and play. I agree. Uh, And and the perception is that we're not... There are so many wonderful things. I I ran tourism for the state for a number of years. I know what's available Mm -hmm. in Mississippi. We have some wonderful offerings, but we're not doing a good job of positioning them or selling them.
3: I I totally agree. We have a great story to tell. We don't get to tell it enough, I feel like, sometimes. All right, so let's turn our attention to the uh, the medical marijuana situation one of one of the biggest most contentious issues yeah. of all i think uh, that i can remember in recent memory in our state what are the prospects for a special session on that
9: well senator kevin blackwell from desoto county is running point on that for the senate he's done a great job of shepherding it so far i supported the bill that he he produced back in the, the regular session earlier this year that would provide an alternative uh, f- for the implementation of medical marijuana if the Supreme Court uh turned it down and struck yeah. it down. Well, guess what? Supreme Court struck it down, mm-hmm. and so we're, we're, we're now in a, a mess of trying to figure out how we're going to implement it. Uh, I believe uh, in my talking with him last week, uh, he seems to think that we're very close on a deal between the House and the governor. Mm-hmm. It said he's not calling a special session until... Uh, he's assured that the House and Senate are coming together.
3: Yeah. All right, what's on your plate? Uh, have you thought about that for 2022?
9: Well, um, uh, later this month, I'm, I'm doing a, a couple of days of hearings for my Labor Committee, and, okay. and uh, we're going to have a, a discussion on on the Equal Wage uh, Act and whether we need to to equalize and put that in state law. It's already in federal law of women getting equal pay to men. Got it. And we're going to have a discussion about the minimum wage and whether it's time to raise it, or if we do, how do we do it, and why should we not do it, and so forth. So uh, that'll be uh, at the end of this month. Um my big um, interest next year is how are we going to spend that $1.8 billion that we got from the American Rescue Plan and to make sure that a lot of small communities, especially ones that that um, are often left out, get a shot at getting some of that money for their own local purposes.
3: Senator, always good to see you. Appreciate your time today, sir. Great.
9: Good to see you, Gerard.
3: Thank you. Senator John Horn. has been our guest. We'll be right back with more on Middays.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 87. Tonight, clear skies, low around 62. Your finally Friday rolls in with sunny skies, high near 86. Friday evening, clear skies, low around 62. And for your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees.
8: Guys, if you've found the keeper in your life, whether
10: you've just started dating or you've been married for decades, we've built an entire store just for you. Juniker Jewelry Company, we are Mississippi's direct diamond importer. I'm John Ravenstein. I'm Rachel. And I'm Corey Ravenstein with 10 times the diamonds, gauge rings, and wedding bands you'll find in average jewelry stores. All at the guaranteed best price in the state. We have the perfect diamond to express the will of your heart. No other jeweler in the state has more fine diamonds of every size, shape, in price range than Junikers. So whether you're looking for your first engagement ring or that second diamond you've always wanted to give her but now can afford, if you found the love of your life, come to Juniker Jewelry Company because she's a keeper.
11: Come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison,
12: and junikerjewelry.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth.
4: Hey, there's him!
16: I'm Andy Davis and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Jamie Wright was 18 years old when he went missing in 2008. After human bones, including a skull, were found in Itawamba County Tuesday by a logging crew, authorities believe the two cases are related. Sheriff Chris Dickinson said Wright's jacket, wallet, and ID were located by investigators in the same location where the remains were found. The remains were sent to the state crime lab. And there are some companies requiring the COVID vaccine for employees. But Austin Golding, president of Golding Barge Lines in Vicksburg, says they haven't gone that
6: far. I made it mandatory to get hired on with us and made it mandatory to get promoted into our steersman program. Where you are going to be in the wheelhouse for 12 hours a day training with my most valuable employees.
16: He said a few people quit just over the discussion of it.
6: And I respect medical freedom, but uh, this isn't a situation where you're working from home. You're working on a vessel with crew members who could be at risk. It's not about you.
16: For Supertalk. Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
6: This is Jake Mangum.
1: Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. With the surge in COVID-19 cases, Mississippi's
3: hospitals are overwhelmed. The best way to stay out of the hospital and avoid serious illness and even death from COVID is to get vaccinated. I'm Gerard Gibbert, and I got vaccinated after discussing with my personal physician and many doctor friends. Vaccines are safe and effective, but they only work if you get the shot. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or calling 800-232-0233. This message is brought to you by SuperTalk. Mississippi Media.
11: Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors here. The show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up
0: to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at Supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network. Supertalk Mississippi News at Supertalk.fm. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Supertalk Mississippi.
1: Nano, Nano.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard Rhino. It's TV theme show Thursday, as you can tell. All right, so The California, the friendly California commie on the ceasefire text line, he he took a little bit of offense to my statement that liberals hate fun. He said, liberals hate fun, LMAO.
2: Well, when you're constantly looking for somebody to woke scold, it is hard to have fun.
3: (laughs) Well, I, of course, replied that the liberal idea of fun is increasing taxes, growing government, imposing rules and regulations controlling your life and diluting freedom. they love to see freedom loving conservatives patriotic Americans suffer. That's how they have fun and it's 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 kind of innocuous masked no pun intended fun, right They uh, I don't know it just seems the truth, but fauci, He ain't happy about this football. He says, I don't think it's smart. I don't think it's smart, he said in an interview on CNN, where where during the interview, if you caught it, they were showing these photos of people having fun in the stadium. Oh, the humanity. Outdoors is always better than indoors, but even when you have such a congregate setting of people close together, you're at risk, Fauci said. They recommend fully vaccinated individuals wear masks outside if they are in a crowded space where they are unable to practice social distancing. It is unclear if the stadiums required all fans to be vaccinated before they were allowed in the game. Fauci did say he thinks we're going to see more local mandates from schools and companies requiring vaccinations in order to go to an event and... The rule is going to be, this is Fauci talking, the rule is going to be if you want to participate, you get vaccinated. If not, sorry, you're not going to be able to do it. Now, some folks have taken this whole vaccination thing just to a new level. Uh, Howard Stern, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel on his late-night show, he had some (laughs) rather... Interesting words to say about how health care should be dispensed. Dispensed. Here we go.
6: She said that if hospitals
17: get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy.
3: You're... Well, this opens up a whole new can of worms, does it not?
2: So, this is the same Jimmy Kimmel that just a couple of years ago was crying on late night TV, saying, "Oh, the
10: care is a is right."
2: True. That's true. He certainly was.
10: But
3: are we going to start discerning uh, and and triaging, dispensing care on the basis? Of one's lifestyle? Because li- choosing whether or not to be vaccinated is a lifestyle choice. Lots of other things people do, which are lifestyle choices, cause adverse health effects. Might land you in the hospital. Much of what is uh, is cared for, is treated by the medical the healthcare community, much of it you could argue is preventable and a direct result of poor lifestyle choices. Those are choices. So but are we going to get to that point? Have we risen to that level where based on your choice? And whether or not to be vaccinated is a choice. Now to be clear, we encourage people to get vaccinated. We don't support mandates. Never have, never will, in terms of the COVID vaccine. Uh, but this is just, to me, this is this crosses the line. Howard Stern, again, I tried to find a bleeped-out version of his comments. I couldn't, but his statements were even more harsh, more heartless in that respect. And that's when it just crosses the line. I don't agree with that. It would certainly help, I believe, if they were just right more, but they're not. And Fauci in particular has waffled continuously throughout this whole deal. And again, I'll say it, the best thing they could do, I think, to get us through this is for him to just take a sabbatical for several months. Certainly a sabbatical from public appearances. I think he hurts. I really do. And making statements like this with respect to attending sporting events, I just think that that hurts. That just causes more people to be defiant and flout and take less care just to stick it in his eye because he kind of sticks it in your eye what does he do for fun you think make up rules (laughs) what does he do
2: he goes to the baseball game and says they're maskless (laughs)
3: that's true he did after he scolded the rest of us that was last summer at a Senators game right National excuse me the old Senators moved Uh, but yeah he sure did I, I just think that's I think that's harming the cause. Well, in the meantime, by the way, in case you haven't heard, the related to this. On a related note, the president says that uh, he is going to speak today. The White House has announced that sometime later today, he's got a, apparently a six-prong plan for how to deal with the Delta variant of the coronavirus. Now. I just, again, got to go back to campaign. This is how fast we forget stuff, I think. We talked about it, Rhino, on this show. I actually accessed his 45-page document, on which detailed his plan on managing the pandemic. And all we heard out of his campaign surrogates And the left was, you see, the difference between him and Donald Trump is he has a plan. He has a plan. Have you heard any mention of that plan since he's been elected? It's 45 pages. And I shared here on the air some of the elements of that plan. Where's that? And remember, when he got asked, we played the tape here, we played the clip, he got asked, are you going to shut down the economy Remember that? He says, no, I'm going to shut down the coronavirus. What happened? And during the pandemic, when Donald Trump was in office, the left attributed every case, every death. He killed 600,000 people, or whatever the number was. Personally. Well, what about today? To be equal, you know, equity, aren't we all about equity? Well, isn't it... Equitable to assign every case, every death to the present president? What the hell happened to his 45-page plan? I'm going to shut it down. You can do a barbecue on July 4th. It's over. What happened? He failed. That's what happened. I think mean, he realized, this is pretty hard.
2: And now they're stuck between a rock and a hard place because they either try to build on the shifting sand of, well, it's all Trump's fault. It's kind of hard to lay it at his feet when it looks just as bad under Biden. Or they try to spin it and blame China, but then they start ticking off people because you're being xenophobic, you're blaming it on China.
3: (laughs) So true. Well, he says, uh, the White House says expect the president to deliver a six-point plan today And. What has already been revealed about that plan is that he is going to require all federal workers and all government contractors to be vaccinated. I think that's the main element of the plan. I don't know what the other five elements are. We'll have to uh, take uh, a look at that when he speaks later today. i going to try to catch that and inform our audience tomorrow. Unless he comes on during the show, I, I don't think they've provided a time just sometime today i don't know that we've got an official time and whatever it is it's likely not to not to be uh met not well to be he's got to finish
2: his ice cream cone <laughs> take a little nap well he's looking at
3: doing stuff in schools he's going to urge businesses to adopt vaccination requirements these this is what's being speculated and just and to discuss other steps such as increasing access to treatments.
2: That's what. People Not like these are nuclear launch codes. They could leak it and go ahead and get the ball uh, rolling. Absolutely right. I totally agree.
3: We'll take a break here. We'll come back. We got a giveaway today, and also we got Commissioner Sean Tyndall from the Department of Public Safety at twelve oh five. Stay with us.
12: If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
14: This is the opening agri market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 11 to 94.19. March cotton was up 7 to 93.33. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were down a penny to 12.78 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were down two and a quarter to 12.86 and a half per bushel. December corn was up a quarter to 5.10 and a half per bushel. March corn was down a half to 5.19 and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was up 62 to 123.72. December live cattle was up 42 to 129.07. October feeders up 52 to 159.80. November feeders up 25 to 161.67. And at this hour, Dow Jones is up 155 points, 35,186. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
20: This isn't what gets a cotton grower up. What gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic-covered electronics. It's made of heart, determination, the calling that doesn't need a buzzer. Because you know early is the key to success. Stoneville Cotton knows, too. It gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker, so it's less vulnerable to weeds, weather, and insects. For a stronger finish, own the early with Stoneville Cotton. BASF. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions
7: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard is on the air. Appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget, we got a giveaway coming up later on today for a concert. And high school football is back on Super Talk Mississippi. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station. Plus, you can stream a ton of games and get up to the minute scores from across the entire state by going to supertalk.fm slash high school or by clicking on sports on the Super Talk Mississippi app. And check out the scoreboard preview show at 6 p.m. on Fridays and then catch the Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show at 10 p.m. on Friday nights anywhere you listen or watch Super Talk Mississippi. Wow. Football is back. We got... Some college last weekend. We've already about a month into high school, right? Some, yeah, yeah, and more college games coming up. We didn't talk about that much uh, this week, but a last-minute snatched the <laughs> victory from the jaws of defeat there up in Starkville, and Ole Miss certainly impressed. We were uh, those of us that were following the Rebels were. I think pleasantly surprised with the performance of the defense in particular.
2: We thought we'd have a potent offense, but turned out it was uh
3: something...
2: I think the Ole Miss fans should be a little worried, just like state fans should have been a little worried last season after that offensive dominance against LSU and everybody's thinking, oh, yeah, State's gonna come out and throw six hundred yards a game. This is gonna be a fun year. I agree. That LSU defense was atrocious it was last terrible. year. I think the Louisville offense was just as bad. I think and I'm not saying the, the Ole Miss defense, I mean, you can only improve from last season, being dead last in a handful of categories. But I think when Ole Miss gets up against some tougher offenses, that defense is still going to get exposed a little bit.
3: I think that's true, but I will, uh, this is my observation. in the, And don't want to turn this into a sports show, but uh, the, the sports talk... Folks do great with that, but even against rather weak defenses, we didn't seem to be able to like hold a line at the line of scrimmage, and so it was always DBs making tackles. And when you got DBs making tackles, you're probably giving up seven, eight yards plus, or ripping off big gains because you can't put any pressure on the quarterback gains in the in the passing. Aspect of the game, so that's what I think. I took at least some <laughs> consolation in is, wow, we're actually holding our spot there, our position at the line of scrimmage. So, also it's high school uh, woodbat baseball time of year, and I've come out of retirement for the fourth time. I will be coaching in the high school, the local high school woodbat league again this year, kicking off the season tonight. So. There are 103 kids in the league. This is the biggest the league's ever been. Wow! I've been coaching in it since it was formed 15 or so years ago, two or three times off and on and take a year off. But um, got the call last week to come back. And
2: I was starting to think I, I wouldn't want to be using a wood bat in today's day and age, but I don't know. With the temperatures getting cooler, it sounds like a better plan. <laughs> Well, we kick hit off, one the off the season. end of that metal bat when it's sixty degrees outside, and you yeah, feel it.
3: But you don't want to hit it too close up on the handle on a wood bat because the other half of the bat ends up in the infield. Is what happens. So we're kicking off tonight. So we've got forty in this league have already committed or signed to play at the college level, some level of college. That's impressive, including a, a few that are D one signees or commitments. So looking forward to that. Uh, getting back on the diamond and uh, coaching a little baseball. We'll uh, don't know exactly what my roster looks like yet, but I'm told I'm supposed to have a pretty good team. Of course, I'm the old guy, you know, so they help the old guy. I need a little help. <laughs> Should be fun, you know. We're going to have to come up with some music, Rhino, uh, to announce uh, an, uh, anytime we have an announcement about a college or a corporation that has punched their, their woke ticket, <laughs> their woke insurance, comes now Google. You know who those guys are, Google. Well, they've launched an anti-racism initiative that presents speakers and materials claiming that America is a system of white supremacy and that all Americans, you ready for this? All are raised to be racist. Therefore, we got to hire this third party, that's what galls me, the lepido group whoever they are, they're paying them a jag of money, you know that and they come in and they train employees to deconstruct their their racial and sexual identities and then rank themselves on a hierarchy of power and privilege I got more about this story, all those zany guys at Google, they've come up I can't imagine going to work. Oh, I can't wait to get in a room and be told what an evil person I am. <laughs> that's that's what's on my to-do list today. Time
2: to quantify my privilege.
3: <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> we got maybe the Twilight Zone is good music for that. We gotta come up with some intro every time we have woke insurance. Stay with us, we got Super Talk and Fox News coming up. And then we got more talk. <laughs>
13: News on Lillian Wu. They've left Afghanistan a plane load of foreigners, including
21: Americans. It's the first international commercial flight to leave the Afghan capital since the U.S. military pulled out last week. A senior U.S. official said passengers on the flight heading to the Qatari capital, Doha, included Americans, Canadians and Germans. The U.S. has been pressing the Taliban to allow people to leave.
13: Fox's Simon Owen. Hurricane Olaf heading for Mexico's Los Cabos Resort region. Meanwhile, the number of lives lost to Ida has grown.
11: Eleven more deaths in the New Orleans area are now attributed to Hurricane Ida's impacts on southern Louisiana. The
13: total stands now at 26. Fox's Evan Brown. And first-time jobless claims for last week drops to a pandemic low of 310,000 filings. America's listening to Fox News.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. House Speaker Philip Gunn wants to eliminate the income tax and increase the sales tax. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is urging lawmakers to consider a health care fix. At least one media outlet has suggested lawmakers work out some kind of trade. Vicksburg Mayor George Flagg says the legislature has always negotiated and had to compromise.
12: I think the each one of them should stand on his own. I think each one of them is too important to the state in its future. I can't compare uh, expanding health care, not expanding Medicaid, but expanding health care, making it more affordable and accessible, uh, can be more important than anything.
16: Governor Tate Reeves has made it clear he supports a tax cut, not a tax swap, and he opposes any form of Medicaid expansion. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
11: If you need a contractor to help rebuild your home after a disaster, don't get scammed. Go licensed. Be skeptical about door-to-door offers of repair services. Ask friends and family for recommendations of contractors that they've used. Get at least three bids and never pay in cash. Don't make a bad situation worse. Protect yourself and your family after disaster strikes. Go licensed. For more information, visit our website at www.msboc.us.
10: What do members of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation look like? We
22: have members from every corner of Mississippi from all walks of life. All over the state, we see two types of memberships. Active members of the farming community and associate members who
8: utilize Farm Bureau services like insurance. All memberships support Mississippi agriculture. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org.
16: Now that the state's medical marijuana program is no longer a part of the state constitution, Gulfport Mayor Billy Hughes says only a couple of major concerns
19: remain. And the concerns that we raise collectively as cities is the ability to um, zone and uh, provide proper taxation that if folks are going to be coming in and selling or um, that particular product that we have a a say in where they can and cannot set up shop.
16: In October, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear in-person or arguments for the first time since the pandemic. When the fall session starts October 4th, the first case they'll hear is a Mississippi water rights issue. Mississippi has filed a complaint against Tennessee, Memphis and Memphis Light Gas and Water for wrongful conversion of groundwater from a major aquifer. The state seeks $600 million in damages. Later in the session, the justices will hear a challenge to Mississippi's abortion law, which bans the procedure after 15 weeks of pregnancy. I'm Kelly Bennett.
7: Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson ninety seven point three. Welcome to the show
0: that challenges you to think, deeply to think
15: deeply
0: and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Everyone, hour two of Middays with Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday Eve. Paul and Hernando on the C Spire text line writes I know I'm late, but congrats on your Middays with Gerard. Appreciate that, Paul. Uh, having fun and uh, appreciate, in particular, the uh, folks here at Super Talk for affording this opportunity. And also want to point out that. And I know we did it Tuesday when we launched the show, but I think management here at Talk handled the entire situation with a late great JT as as uh, just with a high degree of professionalism and fairness. And I, I just want to call them out for that. They, um, it, it's I've been through it as an employer, and it's it's very difficult as you can imagine. So. Just wanted to commend them for the way in which they handled the situation and again point out that uh, I'm so pleased that that the Williamson family is uh, content with the way the situation was handled, and that was important, important to the company, certainly important to me personally as well. So anyhow, appreciate that, Paul. Back to Google. Oh, geez. So... <laughs> These trainers they've hired the le Depot group, le Depot, that train employees to deconstruct their racial and sexual identities. Rhino what the hell is that exactly what does that mean? How do you do that?
2: You got to pull out the worksheet, the intersectionality worksheet and you got to find all the places that make you feel uncomfortable and put a little X and then all the places that make you feel comfortable and put a check mark. And then circle all the things that you've heard from the left, underline all the things you've heard from the right, and then go make three photocopies, make them into paper airplanes, shoot them through a tire that they've got hanging from the ceiling, and then they spread them all out and sneeze on them. And however it comes out that way, they determine who has the most privilege.
3: I thought you were going to say, roll it up and put it on the toilet paper holder.
2: <laughs> For a split second, I thought I was going to go down that road, too. <laughs>
3: uh, well, okay, so once you do that, the the goal, according to the La T- La Depot group, is to rank the hierarchy of power and privilege. How that, do you that's do the that? sneeze portion. Okay. <laughs> The employees are then instructed to manage their reactions to privilege, which might include embarrassment, shame, fear, anger, and they may even exhibit certain body movements showing their discomfort with their That's the paper airplane
2: part. (laughs) Deep breathing. That's why you're folding. (laughs) It's very zen origami. Accessing
3: their happy place.
2: That's circling.
3: <laughs> and of course, it says cry and then ing, ing, is in brackets. <laughs> I kid you
2: not. Got to cover all tenses.
3: <laughs> I got to laugh because it's absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> employees at Google created an internal document called Anti-Racism Resources, which contains reading lists, graphics, and racial consciousness exercises. What does that mean? (laughs) It was created by Google diversity, equity, and inclusion lead Beth Foster. One graphic in the document Claims that colorblindness, American exceptionalism, Columbus Day, weaponize whiteness, and make America great again are all expressions of covert white supremacy. Another graphic titled, The White Supremacy Pyramid, advances the idea that conservative commentator Ben Shapiro, why are they attacking him? represents a foundation of white supremacy, and that Donald Trump is moving society on a path towards mass murder and genocide. Well, he's out of office. Did that happen? I missed it. Was there some mass murder? The only murdering going on is being committed by the leftist thugs in these cities run by Democrats that want to decriminalize crime and justify and rationalize killing people and other forms of crime. This is so upside down. You know what Google's corporate motto was before 2015? Don't be evil. I kid you not. (laughs) Maybe they ought to take a look inside, in the mirror, at what they're doing. Because I believe these sorts of exercises are having the absolute opposite effect of what is the goal, the stated goal. Which, honestly, I'm not even sure what the stated goal is. i, I got to retract that. Because every time I see that, I say, well, what, what are we trying to do here? What problem are we trying to solve? Is you, I know people that work for Google. It seems like a pretty diverse place to me. Uh, And in terms of equity, are they, like, not paying people equally? Well, because of your gender and race, you get this much money, and yours, you get this. I doubt that's happening. I've yet to see that anywhere in my 35-year, 33-year entrepreneurial career, 39 business career. I hadn't found that yet. And what is it they're trying to tackle? Are they not... Are they, are they uh, rejecting candidates for jobs based on physical attributes? Are they passing up on promotions and bonuses and compensation increases on the basis of something other than value, performance, et cetera? No, I'd argue it's just the opposite.
2: I mean, there was the former employee year and a half, two years ago now, that leaked internal documents showing that they were going to pass you over if you espoused conservative political beliefs. Exactly.
3: It actually came out, came forward, and revealed, disclosed that, divulged that they were treating him and others unfairly because they didn't align with the political philosophy of management. This stuff is out of control, it's pervasive, it's permeating every corner of society. It's solving no problems, but again, let's think back, let's hark back to uh, to the campaign. When we were told, we've got to elect Joe Biden, he's a uniter, empathy healer, he will heal this divided nation, because Donald Trump, the most divisive president ever, genocide is occurring because of Donald Trump, right? Mass murder. Well, I think we have a little montage here from Inauguration Day this past year. Joe Biden, etc., talking about that, Kamala Oh, everything's just so fun and happy, but it's feigned, as Rhino said. Maybe we can get that thing to quit buffering and load up. But it's it's just kind of disgusting because it's a double standard, in my view. And I, I just I struggle with what problem it is we're trying to solve here. It's not as a jest that there aren't situations where inequities – racism and inequities towards people based on physical attributes yeah i think there's some element of that that still exists in society is it widespread and pervasive no we got it here we go
12: this is america's day this
14: is democracy's day a day of history and hope of
7: renewal and resolve
8: For you, I will be watching, I will be listening, and I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better. I wish the new administration great luck and great success.
3: Unbelievable.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 87. Tonight, clear skies, low around 62. Your finally Friday rolls in with sunny skies, high near 86. Friday evening, clear skies, low around 62. And four-year Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-890. 601-345-890. That's 601-345-890. Or online at baroni's That's baroni's treepros.com. Com.
5: Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today.
15: Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m. They also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day. And for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Famine. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner on
13: Facebook. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, A family. This is a whole new me, <laughs> almost. And of course, I just started bawling. And then I looked around, and they had tears. <laughs> and then the whole—it seemed like the whole office came in and, and looked. But it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, seven seventy two Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, six zero one six zero seven seven eight seven six.
6: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Uh Let's go.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard and Rhino in the studio. So, Johnny in West Point says, The plan that Sleepy Joe has looks a lot like what Trump was doing. And, in fact, the original 45-page plan that we discussed here on the show back when it was released about this time last year, uh, in fact, we pointed that out. Well, this isn't really doing anything that's not already being done. But it's just, oh, they were parading it around. He has a plan. Trump has no plan. And that's just absolutely not true. Terry on the ceasefire text line Why is Fauci not in prison for lying to Congress? Oh, I forgot. He's a Democrat. Three million people dead. He'll go scot free. Yeah, there's a lot of people in Congress now, certainly on the Republican side, most notably Senator Rand Paul, who has been extremely critical of uh, Dr. Fauci, they're calling for him to resign. There, there are documents that are coming out that re- reveal, in fact, he was and did sign I was involved and did sign off on funding for gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab. But they're kind of whitewashing it and aren't saying a lot about it. It's not making its way out. But seems to me like he should stand to account for it. But thus far, he hasn't. He goes on CNN and just gets fawned all over like you just cannot imagine.
2: Oh, yeah, you got the whole cult of Fauci when you started having the influencers on social media calling getting the vaccination a Fauci-ouchie. <laughs> Fauci-ouchie.
3: <laughs> Bart in Columbus says, which president has had more cases of corona? Where's the tipping point? That's a good question, and I have not researched that, Bart. Uh, but based on the trends now, it's we've been at north of 100,000 a day in the country of new cases for, it seems, quite some time. Certainly the case numbers here in Mississippi have been trending quite northward for uh, a while, since, I guess, early August or so. Carolyn Starkville says, all about more government control, not protecting the public. Look at the border if you want proof. They don't care about whether or not they're vaccinated. I agree. And I do think that, again, because they just refuse to step over those political boundaries, they really don't leverage what would be the most effective tools into getting cooperation, which is, first, shut the border down. We're so serious about this problem, we're shutting the border down because it is exacerbating it because folks are coming across we don't know their vaccination status we don't even know their covid status and they're dispersing in to the country into communities and likely infecting others spreading but they just won't do it chris and tupelo says i think he's scheduled to speak at 4 p.m once again it's before prime time yeah, he just won't do it <laughs> cc in sanatobia Quote, you're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Everybody get vaccinated or you ain't black. Where's my prunes? All men are created in space. And who you know the thing? bo (laughs) Oh, gosh. It it is going crazy. Uh, Just really, really, really is.
2: From what I can tell, from January to this point, there have been about 170, 180,000 reported COVID deaths, so that would put it 170,000, 180,000 in eight months under Biden. Okay. And in last year, there were 345,000 deaths.
3: Biden also has the benefit of a whole lot more knowledge about how to to mitigate, how to manage uh, treatments, Certainly the, but at this current rate,
2: these on par on, to be just same, about level.
3: Yeah. So so much for shutting it down, right? So much for that. So much for the forty-five page plan. Now we're going to get a six-point plan. Why do we need that if the forty-five page plan was the plan? Also, there was a question about mail carriers. Uh, well, from our friend. Let's see, who is it there that's the mailman that sent a question if this will apply to all federal employees? Yeah, Chris, the mailman. Uh, No, wasn't him. Somebody else asked. I don't know. But nonetheless, yes. And what he's saying right now is that all federal employees are going to have to be vaccinated. Remember, the original rule was you have to be vaccinated or submit to a test every week or every other week. Now that's out. It's you just got to be vaccinated or you're not working for the federal government. So that will apply to everyone, it appears, that works in the federal government, as well as contractors. That gets really dicey, really dicey. So you want to contract, want to do business with the federal government? You're going to have to be vaccinated. That's that's the rule that they intend to implement. That At least that's the word that's been leaked. As Rhino said, it's all been leaked. It just becomes more of a formality when he gets in front of the teleprompter and and uh, regurgitates it and then walks away and says, I'm not supposed to take any questions or I'm done for the day or whatever. Which is why part be. of
2: me thinks it's not going to be a whole lot besides that one point. The other five points aren't going to really be that big a deal or there's something that's already tried to be implemented or it's a re-implement. I mean... If if the media, if the press corps at the White House already knows, well, he's going to do this. Well, why do they only know one?
3: Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I I would argue as well that you're right on that. That that's likely to be the the uh, the primary. It was element.
2: Neil from McGee was asking. That.
3: Okay, thank you, appreciate that. So there you go, Neil. I, and again, I, I'm just reading like three different reports. I, I usually try to cross check. Anything like that from multiple sources, and they all say the same thing, which is the expectation is all federal employees are going to be mandated to get vaccinated, as well as contractors. Now there may be some latitude with respect to contractors. I don't know. Presently, it's the rule is you have to be vaccinated or submit to a test to work for the federal government. I believe the military is all already decreed correct that all members of the military have to be vaccinated. So that uh, seems to be where that's going. Obesity costs more than all other hospital costs combined. That's from Jeff in Grenada. He was just talking about...
2: That the, does seem to be one of the more dangerous comorbidities.
3: So is... Well, and I think maybe that what Jeff's talking about here is the discussion about poor lifestyles, which which uh, lead to uh, outsized consumption of health care resources and Kimmel and, and others and Howard Stern calling for those who are, who are not vaccinated to be denied medical care essentially is what they're saying but it's also fair to say that diabetes is a major problem in, in this country and much of that is avoidable uh, some, some of it you just can't, it's hereditary especially type 1 But type 2, to a great extent, that that can be managed and uh, could be avoided, prevented. But, I mean, we could just go down the list of all kinds of things we all do that contribute to higher risk of the need for medical care. And you could argue, well, that clogs up the medical assets and resources and constrains them and makes them unavailable or less available to those that don't engage in such personal activities Uh, it's just that's an extremely slippery slope and and uh, i disagree with kennel and stern on that i just do uh, in that respect i think that's over the
2: line just remember the people saying that you should not be afforded medical help if you are unvaccinated are the same people that firmly believe health care is a right and every pre-existing condition should be covered by insurance yeah kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth
3: i I agree on the ceasefire text line from the 662 had a federal employee in my office this morning he said all federal employees and government contractors had to get vaccinated per executive order the present executive order is it's optional and the alternative is you have to get tested what is expected to be announced is an update to that which is it's just a requirement testing is no longer an option that is expected to be announced today Mike in Gulfport says, I work for NASA as a contractor and have already been required to verify and send proof of vaccination by my employer in government, and am working off-site. Yeah. Uh, Ray from Byron. what about welfare and food stamps of people who live off government? Should they be required to vaccinate? You know, that, that also is a very interesting discussion, Ray, and not just vaccinate, but there are lots of other stipulations that people have called for. Uh, as a condition of receiving some of these government benefits, and there's also reports that SNAP food stamps, food assistance, like a quarter of that is spent on junk food or something, some insane like that. You know, so yeah, that those are all I, I think valid concerns and valid objections as a taxpayer when you're funding for the funding those benefits should should come with some conditions, but. Oh hell! The left doesn't even want people to be looking for a job to qualify for unemployment benefits. We'll step aside for a break right here. We got more talk, and then Sean Tindall joins
17: us at twelve oh five. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid South Crawl Space
6: Solutions of Mississippi. The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283. It's that time of deer again, the time to save some bucks at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton, since 1871. All deer products 10% off during our Customer Appreciation Week, Monday, September the 6th through Saturday, September the 11th. 50 pounds of corn, seven forty 50 pounds of 131313, 13, 13, 12 dollars 50 pounds of rice bran, seven ninety nine. and a 350-pound boss butt feeder for only $249.99. It's that time of deer again, Customer Appreciation Week at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton, since 1871.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. House Speaker Philip Gunn wants to eliminate the income tax and increase the sales tax. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is urging lawmakers to consider a health care fix. At least one media outlet has suggested lawmakers work out some kind of trade. Vicksburg Mayor George Flagg says the legislature has always negotiated and had to compromise.
12: I think the each one of them should stand on his own. I think each one of them is too important to the state in its future. I can't compare uh expanding health care, not expanding Medicaid, but expanding health care, making it more affordable and accessible uh could be more important than anything. Governor Tate
16: Reeves has made it clear he supports a tax cut, not a tax swap, and he opposes any form of Medicaid expansion. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
14: As a farmer, I I grow U.S. farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook. (laughs) Hi, I'm Luke Smelly, and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should
23: because it's delicious. Simple as that.
0: Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Ladies and gentlemen. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go.
3: Welcome back, everyone.
2: Middays with Gerard and Rhino. Should we be running in slow motion? <laughs>
3: oh, man. <laughs> well, my, uh, my Cajun uncle down in Louisiana, I, you remember I talked about him on the wildlife show that's got the record, I believe, for largest snapping turtle Harvested. He says he did it with a knife in the water. The thing is gigantic. It's on display down at, I think it's called uh, Skelly's or something like that, is a little general store <clears throat> down in La Louisiana. Anyhow, he just, uh, he's in his 80s. Fine man. He just sent me a photo of some. Some gators he harvested. He said, I'm doing it on my phone. He said, man, that's some good eating there. So, Uncle Emmett, appreciate that, Uncle Emmett. Stanley Lafayette says, who cares what Howard Stern thinks anyway? (laughs) Agree. So, there is uh, this $3.5 trillion budget bill that is making its way through the U.S. Congress. And there's some question as to whether or not that deal will get done. Senator Joe Manchin says, I'm only in for a trillion and a half. Only a trillion and a half. That's how you know things are just off the rails, folks. We're uh, Only a trillion and a half. So he's kind of put a bit of a damper on the Biden domestic agenda which is all crammed in that one... I I heard it's 5,500 pages. I've not read the entire bill, obviously. I've read some excerpts of it, included in some analyses of this massive tax and spend boondoggle. But... Jeff Smith, uh, a loyal listener up in Columbus, former member of the, the State House of Representatives, says in the U.S. Senate, leadership appears to be moving forward on this reconciliation people's infrastructure legislation with at least two Democratic senators. That would be Senators Manchin and Kristen Sinema from Arizona pledging not to support such a monster piece of legislation. Any thought a handful of rhino Republican senators could be on board. I don't think so on this one, Senator. Uh, Excuse me, uh, Jeff. I don't think any senators are on board. Uh, They certainly have not come forward. And and even the 19 that peeled off, including our own Senator Wicker, who voted for the $1.5 trillion infrastructure bill, which is at least got a good bit more of the allocation of money uh, directed to traditional infrastructure, None of them have indicated they would support this legislation. And in fact, yesterday, reports began to leak that there are six or seven Democrat senators that are getting a little nervous about this deal. And by the way, this is Bernie Sanders' bill. No, truly it is. It's Bernie Sanders' bill. So you got, oh, well, Joe is just a moderate, but his entire Democrat agenda, His excuse me, his entire domestic agenda, has been offered by Bernie Sanders. Last time I checked, he ain't no moderate. He's a nutcase. Crazy Bernie, as Donald Trump called him. So, moderate Joe says, here, Bernie, cook us up a domestic agenda. And Bernie says, yeah, here it is. Tax, tax, tax. Spend, spend, spend. There's no tax they can't dream up. There's no government program they cannot conceive of. And it's all there. All in one big, tidy three and a half, against really more like five to six trillion once you eliminate all the accounting gimmicks which we've discussed. So, you got to also think at least, to some extent, that this Afghanistan calamity might have a negative impact on the prospect of the domestic agenda getting through. And I think there's lots of Democrats that are pretty nervous about what's going down, and many of whom are sort of closet nervous, won't tell you, afraid to cross Pelosi and Schumer, and of course, as we discussed yesterday, the president was in New Jersey the day before, I believe, talking about climate change and and you know the great thing about climate change, he said, climate change legislation, I should say, it creates good paying union jobs, and Schumer's there, yeah, union job. <laughs> so <laughs> we we got to enact climate change legislation to create jobs. Uh, There are 11 million job openings in this country right now and some 12 million on the sidelines. We don't need more legislation with a bunch of printed money to create more jobs. What we need is people to go to work. That's what we need. Plenty of jobs. Now, Continuing claims this morning were low relative to last week, where where there was a miss of five hundred thousand, only 500,000. <laughs> 235,000 created new jobs versus seven hundred something thirty eight thousand, I believe, expected last week. This week situation was better, but it it's going to vacillate from from week to week. But here's the thing: when you think about this three point five trillion dollar piece of legislation. And by the way, with respect to creating jobs from climate change legislation, what about all the jobs we're killing in the fossil fuels industry? You're just transferring, because that's what they said, right, when they shut the pipeline down. No worries, you'll go get a green job. Well, that's just an equal trade. That's not actually creating. So to create jobs, you know what that requires? Innovation, risk, that's what creates jobs, capital formation. What they should be working on is arguably nothing. Don't do squat. Just go away. Everything was fine until you started meddling with it.
2: Aren't these the same people that wanted approaching retirement age coal miners to learn how to code?
3: Yes. Yeah. Who said that? They can just be coders. Some fool. Was it Hillary Clinton that said that, I want to say? Somebody actually did say that. Oh, yeah. Just go learn how to write software. But here's the thing. Have have you ever seen any of these bills that come out of government, in particular the Democrats? Is there anything that's pro-growth? What is pro-growth about this wide assortment array of taxes? How is that pro-growth? Because that's what this bill includes.
2: How it's pro-growth of government?
3: Are, right, but economic growth, it doesn't do it. What about pro-innovation? I, I don't see it. By the way, this thing would drop forty grand per household of debt. Forty grand one swoop. Forty grand per household. There are hundred and ten million households in this country. Forty grand. Oh, but those dirty, greedy, selfish, rich people, the CEOs, they're going to pay for all of it, right? There ain't enough money. There's just not. But you got Senator Wyden, he's circulating like a questionnaire among the Finance Committee, which is a subcommittee, I think, of ways and means, asking the senators to... Come up with new ways to tax. Get creative on taxation. Taxes are not pro-growth. They're just not. But there's no goal to grow the private sector economy. This is the hubris of government, the arrogance. Oh, no, we, we're we better equipped. We're more adept. We're smarter than you. We can manage a $19 trillion economy. You people out there don't know what you're doing. We'll do it for you. This is the same guy, Joe Biden, that managed the evacuation effort, the exit in Afghanistan. Think about that. That gave us a 45-page plan that said he was going to shut down the virus. We're to rely on him and trust him? That is greed. That is selfish. Not trying to produce the most and earn through societal value. That is not greed. Greed is saying, I can manage the economy better than you. It's time for a break here on Middays. We'll come right back with more talk. Sean Tindall joins us at 1205. Stay with us.
12: That's ClintonBodyShop.com. This
14: is a Midday Agri-Market Report. The USDA has changed some of the provisions of the Emergency Assistance for Livestock, Honeybees, and Farm-Raised Fish Program to help producers who have livestock that normally graze, but producers have instead been hauling hay or other feed from outside their area. Ranchers who have been hauling hay or feed for livestock that typically graze will be eligible to receive aid funds from USDA to offset some of those transportation costs. The program could provide some relief for ranchers in the western half of the country who have been facing extreme to exceptional drought conditions throughout much of 2021. The move by the USDA also may help those producers make decisions on their herd for the fall and winter months. That in their news release from Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, USDA is currently determining how our disaster assistance program can best help alleviate this significant economic, physical, and emotional strain. I'm Dixon Williams, that's the Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
20: This isn't what gets a cotton grower up. What gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic covered electronics. It's made of heart, determination, the calling that doesn't need a buzzer. Because you know, early is the key to success. Stoneville Cotton knows, too. It gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker, so it's less vulnerable to weeds, weather, and insects. For a stronger finish, own the early with Stoneville Cotton. B-A-S-F. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions.
13: Tune in to good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Are we gonna do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
14: Keep rolling. 3, 2, 1.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi.
12: Someone
3: Thank you for joining us on Middays. Well, it looks like there's some more leakage coming out on this six-pronged plan to fight COVID that uh, should be announced by the president. Four o'clock today is what one of our members of our audience
2: uh, texted in. So we can expect to see them about 5,
3: 20, 5 30. <laughs> Probably. Uh <laughs> Let's see. It appears that there might—I don't know how they're going to do this. Be some mask mandates uh, going to call on, to require states, states, local governments, businesses, some combination of the three. I don't know. I don't know how the federal government could can require private businesses unless they're serving the federal government as a contractor. That will be interesting. Hmm. It will be interesting. Anyhow, it is set for four o'clock today. We'll see where all that goes. Jeez. it's a uh, a lot of overstepping. It appears to me. But so much for shutting it down. He would would have to say he he failed in that regard. <sighs> wow. Also, you see that there are several board members of the various uh, military, I think, military institutions. Yeah, the service academies? Yeah, service academies. Thank you. And there are several of those that were appointed by President Trump. They've been told, you either need to resign or we're going to pull the plug on you. You're out of here. So much for inclusion. What happened to that? So much for healing and unity. And I'm a president. It doesn't matter if you're red or blue or Republican or Democrat. I'm the president for all people. What happened to that? Here, eight months later, that empty rhetoric, it seems dead. It never materialized. This is a blatant, abject, Conflict with uh, such a concept, such concepts. It's just in, unbelievable. Uh, and some are lashing out. Kellyanne Conway, I think last S I'm not resigning. So I guess, because she's on one of the boards, I guess they'll have to let her go if that's what they choose to do.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, they serve at the will and pleasure of the president, yeah. no matter who it is.
3: That's right. But that's crazy. I, again, wouldn't you want to do something that is just visibly shows your commitment to honor that pledge, that you you would be the leader, the president for all? That's one of the best ways you could do it. You ought to promote that. Look, these folks were appointed by the former president. They're doing a good job. They're valuable members of the boards. And even though I have the power and prerogative discretion to appoint whomever as the commander-in-chief, I think we're good to go. That would be awesome. Meanwhile, the Taliban, whom... <laughs> They actually thought they were going to include women in the cabinet in their, I guess you could loosely describe it as a, label it as a
2: government.
3: <laughs> they were going to have women in the cabinet? That didn't seem to work out, did it?
2: No, as of right now, there are more terrorists in the government than there are women. <laughs> How
3: many on the watch list are actually in the cabinet on the uh, the FBI watch list for terrorists. Unbelievable. He called that wrong, too. But yet, we're going to entrust a $19 trillion economy to these fools? That's just dumb. You're just dumb if you think they can better manage this economy. But that's what they're attempting to do through this slew of tax increases, which will kill the the economy. And I know people say, well, it's just hyperbole. You're, you're forecasting things you don't know anything about. Well, I'll be honest with you, it's because I don't think it'll pass. I don't think the extent to which all of those tax and spend provisions exist in those bills today, I think we're going to get something. I don't think we're going to get what that is. If it passed as is, yeah, I do think that would be detrimental and catastrophic to the economy. We've already got... Lots of economists now that are coming out and warning about a uh, a, a possible downturn, significant downturn in the economy. Uh, just looking at the tea leaves there, these economists do, including a pretty sizable correction in the stock market, even up to
2: 10%. Yeah, let's make your money worth less and take more from you and expect the economy to do gangbusters. Exactly what it is. Super Talk
3: News, Fox News coming your way. Commissioner Sean Tindall of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety joins us
0: next. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
13: News, I'm Lillian Wu. There's been a first large-scale departure of foreigners from Afghanistan since U.S.
16: evacuation efforts ended. According to reports there are around 200 foreigners including Americans on board that flight who have been granted permission by the Taliban to leave Afghanistan. They will be on a Boeing 777 Qatar Airways plane when they land
13: here in Doha. Fox <laughs> for Yingsd, a decades-old Walmart benefit is going away. My share bonuses for its workers. The benefit which has existed for decades will end on january 31st the company says the money will be rolled into associates base pay fox's jenny cosola meanwhile amazon says it will fully fund college tuition for over 750 thousand of its frontline workers as it works to retain employees in a tight domestic labor market america's listening to fox news
5: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security. 601-898-3105. Call today.
0: Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by Hawsey Insurance. HawseyInsurance.com.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Since the onset of the pandemic, seven children have passed away in Mississippi, most recently a child younger than a year old. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers.
11: And you have a very large surge of cases like we've had.
19: Sadly, the deaths follow 10 days to a couple of weeks after that.
11: Eight pregnant
16: women passed away from the virus over the past several weeks, all of them unvaccinated. According to the health department, their babies were born pregnant premature, but are alive. MDOT is still waiting on results from soil tests that were done after a huge section of Highway 26 in Loosedale washed out over a week ago now.
22: Obviously, that'll be an emergency contract to try to get it done as quickly as possible because that's a main thoroughfare for that area. Two people were
16: killed and 10 were injured. MDOT Director Brad White told us after the tragedy that they're in close contact with George County supervisors as they work toward a fix. I'm Kelly Bennett.
14: Hey there, what are you doing today? Would whatever it is be easier with faster, more reliable home internet? If you said yes, we have good news. Viasat offers high-speed satellite internet wherever you live, even if cable providers don't go there. So you can get online today and tomorrow. Go to Viasat.com slash internet now and save up to $150 on select home plans. That's V-I-A-S-A-T dot com slash internet now. Minimum 24-month service term. Service is not available in all areas. See Viasat.com for additional
10: terms and conditions.
16: The reigning Sanderson Farms champion is returning to defend his
8: title. Sergio Garcia will return to Jackson for the 2021 Sanderson Farms Championship after taking home the trophy in 2020 by shooting 19 under for the tournament. Set to tee off from the Country Club of Jackson later this month, fans will be back on the course for this year's event after a year away due to the pandemic. This year's championship runs from September 27th through October 3rd. It's time to meet
16: A famous Mississippian is being honored in London. Monica DeLuca with Fox has the story.
13: The late Jim Henson, creator of the Muppets, is being awarded an English heritage blue plaque in his former London home. The blue plaque is a historical marker that identifies a location linked to a famous person, event, or site. Henson's former home in Hampstead is near the creature shop where he created many of his puppets.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett.
21: I'm Paul Gallo. My wife and I are vaccinated. To me, it's a blessing of medical
7: technology that generations before us would pray for. The risk and inconvenience of scheduling a shot versus rewards and peace of mind is no different than getting a tetanus shot from a rusty nail. The difference is rusty nails are not highly contagious. This virus is an opponent that can only be defeated with teamwork. To find a site, go to vaccines.gov or call 800-232-0233. A message to your family from our family at Supertalk Mississippi Media.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino in the studio on this Friday Eve. Yes, it is. Joining us now, also in the studio, Commissioner Sean Tyndall of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. Good afternoon, Commissioner. Thanks so much for coming in today, sir.
22: Well, thank you for the opportunity. Great to be here.
3: All right. So we got 9-11 coming up, the 20th twentieth uh, year since that tragic event occurred Uh, in our country and you guys got some special recognition going up do you not
22: we do we um, are very very excited to be working with the mississippi braves and uh, we're going to have a uh, a first responders night um, at the uh, mississippi braves game this saturday which will be the 20 year anniversary of 9-11 where all first responders and active duty military uh, can get into the game free you'll be uh, getting two complimentary tickets if you show your credentials when you arrive at the game and, uh, come on out and, and, and let's re- do something that, uh, recognizes those that, that continue to make those sacrifices. And of course, um, uh, an opportunity to, uh, spend time with family and, and think about, uh, those events that occurred 20 years ago. And, um, and it, it's really going to be, a, I think a good night. We're going to have a flyover, uh, with the, the jets and fireworks after the game. And, uh, uh, we've got, uh, Miss Mississippi's going to be singing the national anthem. Again. Awesome. So, uh, Colonel, Colonel Crosby Parker with the National Guard is going to be throwing out the pitch with myself and Colonel Randy Yen, and so we'll start off the game with doing that, and it's uh, hopefully going to be a beautiful night.
3: Well, that ought to be fun, and and thank you for, for doing that. Thanks to Department of Public Safety for recognizing law enforcement, first responders, military, all involved. And even though it's been 20 years, and even though it happened in New York a long way from uh, here in Mississippi, I kind of believe that the men and women of the highway patrol and in law enforcement in general, they feel some attachment to this, do they not?
22: Oh, they do. Absolutely. And I think um, if you don't, you're not an American. I mean, it it was uh, a moment that we all remember. Yeah, Um, It it was tragic. Um, it, It was a time, as everybody recalls, after it happened, the airlines had shut down, the skies were... Um, just, you know, stars at night and, yeah. and people weren't traveling and, and games were canceled. Uh, we, we, we you know, took a sucker punch to the face and, and we came back and came back with full force. Um, but I think when people also think back to that time, at least I do, it was a time where we kind of looked at our loved ones and we hugged them and the people we cared about and we spent time together as families and we turned off the TVs and didn't look, focus on Saturday football yeah. or, you know, going places. So, um, and again, that's one of the things that I think is special about this event, uh, and it recognizes those first responders that routinely make their sacrifices, and, and sometimes that includes their life, yeah. and an opportunity for them to come out and spend time with their family and enjoy a beautiful uh, Saturday evening in the state of Mississippi and watch some great baseball.
3: You know, you you, you bring up a great point that uh, I think many of us had forgotten that were around then, is things just did shut down for a while and not having those just small things, like at the time, college football, which is a big thing here in the state of Mississippi that we all look forward to. And that was canceled for a while, and, and uh, certainly nobody was traveling. And really we were all, uh, I think, just kind of depressed, it seems like. But what it did, in my view... Is it, it made us realize and recognize just how dang fortunate and blessed we are to live in this country, and it made you even more appreciative for those that do put their lives on the line to keep us uh, safe, be it the military, law enforcement, first responders, et cetera. But it, it's the old saying, right? You never know how uh, how how much uh, how good things are until you don't have them anymore. And that certainly happened then.
22: That did. That did. And, and in some ways, it kind of reminds you of COVID. When we, yeah. Again, as a country, we, we, we shut down. There was a, a nervousness. Uh, people were scared. I was scared, yep. worried about my family. But uh, looking back at that time, when, when I had about two or three weeks where it was just myself, my wife, my kids, my mother, it, those were uh, it was special times in a way. Yeah,
3: there's no question. And in fact, even though, of course, the audience knows uh, I'm an old Miss guy. The very first game I went to after that when they restarted was a Mississippi State game it, uh, went with some Mississippi State friends, and they, and they played South Carolina, as I recall, and Lou Holtz was the coach yeah. at the time. But the feeling that came across me, and I think everybody in the stadium, when they rolled out this gigantic American flag, uh was was something i will never forget the sight and the and the feeling of pride and emotion you know and it seems like we would all do better to take a little bit of pride uh more pride and more recognition of the greatness of our country and it's it's almost gotten to the point where that's considered taboo these days. It should never be that way.
22: It's so disappointing. Um, growing up in a, in, a, in a household where I had a father that was a veteran of Vietnam, uh, my stepdad was a veteran of World War II, both my grandfathers were veterans of World War II, um, and, and just the uh, installation of American values and, and pride in, in, our, in our country that, that I felt uh, growing up, and, and then to see the country come together after 9-11, the, the, the patriotism that we had, And then to watch some of that fall apart over the last 20 years is very disturbing. You see, you know, obviously what's happening in Afghanistan is a a disgrace in my mind. And, and, uh, and, you know, I don't want to ever see us have to go through anything like that. But we need, we need to come together as a country, not just when, when bad things happen, but, but when things are going, going okay. We need to keep that patriotism at a high level. And it, it's important for us as parents. I've got four kids and, uh, Raising and instilling those values in them starts at home. Yeah, and absolutely. we get back to that.
3: Absolutely, and what I recall is it—it it just seemed like we all rallied around something common, and that was love for the country, and uh, I think a lot of uh, just anger at those who came onto our soil, like interrupting the family. You know, we can fight amongst the family, but when you come from the outside, you've crossed over the line. And that's what it felt like.
22: Yeah, and that's exactly what it felt felt like. And, you know, and folks volunteered. We had NFL players that, that you know, quit their careers to to go right. and join and, and sacrifice their lives. Um, and so, you know, it, it was kind of a sense of patriotism I'd like to see us get back to.
15: Yeah,
3: I would too. Now, I had uh, Major Polis on the other day, so... Uh, The the Labor Day uh, was not the best for us uh, on Mississippi's roads, but the men and women of uh, the highway patrol and, and, of course, the first responders, they take in stride and they just do their job.
22: Yeah, it's very difficult and it's hard, you know, I, I, and, and part of it was Ida. We, you know, we, we've tried, we've had a lot of volunteers and yeah. law enforcement and first responders going to assist our neighbors in Louisiana, which for the Labor Day weekend, uh, you know, obviously we didn't have as many folks on the road because we were helping our neighbors. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, uh, I try to tell people all the time when it comes to hurricanes, when it comes to fires, when it comes to natural disasters and, 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 Uh, Holiday weekends when when the rest of Mississippi is preparing for a storm or going on vacation to the beach with their family, Uh, your first responders are back here protecting um, you, uh, making Mississippi safer, and and they really do make a big sacrifice. And, again, it's another reason why I thought this was such a great event uh, with the Mississippi Braves because it gives us an opportunity to thank all those in law enforcement and just let let them know and, and first responders, firemen, military let them know we appreciate what you're doing that's just a token of appreciation we had some great sponsors uh we had uh several companies that that put up the money uh that uh, allowed us to give away complimentary tickets to law enforcement and so we we appreciate their involvement
3: yeah and and we we sure do and when you see the private sector and law enforcement working together like that it's usually when good things happen uh-huh. uh, for sure is when you have that sort of support so it Won't be too long. we got a couple of minutes left. Won't be too long. We'll be kicking off 2022 legislative session. Anything on your plate? You're uh, working with uh, the legislators you're on?
22: I can tell you uh, from my perspective, uh, the the biggest thing that that we're making a push for is is, uh, pay increases for our law enforcement uh, at the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. I want to get uh, our troopers and, and the other law enforcement agency salaries up uh to uh fifty thousand dollars starting. Um that that's what some of the uh local departments across the state are, are starting at and I, I feel like our state law enforcement needs to be at that level as well. Um another thing that we're gonna make a push for is some sort of uh uh, life insurance policy for all first responders, okay. um, so that you know we're seeing a number of them die with COVID, yeah. and and you know when, when that happens, our, our first responders, their families, um, you know, ought to be uh, in a situation where they can, can still pay their bills and 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 um, go, their lives go on without their loved one, and and this is a way to ensure that their financial means uh, to do that will continue.
3: You feel like uh, that these these measures would also. Enhance recruiting efforts as well?
22: Absolutely. You know, uh, you look at what's happened over the last year, year and a half uh, in, in protests on law enforcement and the difficult decisions that they've got to make on a daily basis, and a lot of folks are just saying, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think anything that we can put on the table, whether it's salary or making sure that if anything were to happen to them, their loved ones will be taken care of, is, is a great recruiting tool.
3: Sounds like a good plan to me. Commissioner, always good to see you, sir. Thanks so much for stopping by. I hey,
22: appreciate you all so much.
3: We'll take a break right here on Middays. We'll, we'll be right back.
13: The new degree of comfort.
5: At Green Home Solutions, we make air better.
12: Midday's with Gerard. What?
17: What? This is so awesome.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
12: This is the year two thousand and twenty.
5: The place is the Challenger Seamount, the top of an underwater mountain, a complex beneath the sea. 250 men, women, and
12: children live here, each of them a scientist pioneer. For this is our last frontier, a hostile environment which may hold the key to tomorrow.
5: What the heck is that?
2: Sea Lab 2020, (laughs) it debuted on this day in 1972. (laughs) the Riding 72. the wave of the Jacques Cousteau underwater city popularity.
12: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I used to play, I got to tell you, I used to play golf with a friend that was uh, funny as all get out anesthesiologist. Things think he's retired now. But he was always so quick witted telling these great jokes. So I had a ball, we're playing together. They took a hop on the land and landed in the water. (laughs) He breaks in. It was Jacques Cousteau. (laughs) Boys, all of the things I found on the lake on number six, Mr. Gerard's golf ball. (laughs) Yes, that's where it was. Oh, my gosh. But just hearing... (laughs) Back in those days, the TV theme songs always had like a narrator, it seems like, didn't it?
2: Most of the time, yeah.
3: It was kind of the style back then.
2: Especially for cartoons, because it was more directed towards kids, and you had to explain what the the, people could watch. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty cool.
3: Well, you you dug hard to find that one, didn't you? (laughs)
2: That's actually one that came back around in popularity about the time I was in high school and early college, because the folks at Adult Swim on Cartoon Network took all the old episodes of C-Lab 2020 and made a spoof of it called C-Lab 2021 where they just overdubbed everything and okay. made fun. <laughs> it was hilarious.
3: Uh, just looking at the uh, Sanders' comments about Joe Manchin saying he might not be on board with this giant $3.5 trillion deal. Him, him and Schumer saying, ah, we got to roll. We're rolling over you. So uh, uh, can Sanders roll over Manchin? Doesn't I don't know. Like it. So the Wall Street Journal just published an editorial, apparently, exposing this bit of conflict and rift between the far-left socialist and the more moderate, but seemed to be a little squishy, Joe Manchin. But they are... You know, I honestly believe that to them it's more important to tax and punish success in the name of equity than it is to get the hell out of the way and create an environment that allows everyone to pursue opportunities and thrive. It's more important to punish and tax than it is for everyone to participate in the bounty of this country. And it's not because of those who were most successful in this country. as The left wants you to believe they're oppressing everyone else. They've got no chance. No, they're not. How? They're creating opportunity, producing tools that make us all richer. That's how they got rich they make
2: our quality of life improve. But but didn't you see where the IRS and the Treasury Department said that the richest Americans are failing to pay a whole 163 billion? Oh, 163 billion. That well, covers what 10 11 days of federal spending?
3: Maybe. And look, people need to pay in my view, they need to abide by the law. Now, I don't know if that's what the IRS is saying here. Are they are they saying it's evasion? or avoidance.
2: I don't think they went so far as to say evasion.
3: Yeah, evasion is against the law. Avoidance is not. Who out there prepares their tax return and doesn't attempt to minimize the amount they have to pay the government? Who who does that? No, I'm just going to forget about that deduction, and I'm just going to increase my income here from what it is in reality, so I'll pay more taxes. Who does that?
2: Not somebody with a lot of money for very long.
3: <laughs> it's so true. But it it just feels like that they're more into punishing. It's your fault. You got too successful. You shouldn't have done that. we got to punish you. Give me, give me, give me, so I can give it over here, and they'll vote for me, and I can keep my cushy gig. That's I what mean, it feels like.
2: Bernie Sanders wrote a bestseller and made megabucks did he offer to give a percentage of those profits to the government to fix these things and and do what he wants to do not that I know of no he just went out and bought another house
3: why 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 limit see this is a thing that I think gets lost when you start imposing all these these limits And these glass ceilings, if you will, and these these regulations and taxes and and measures to confiscate wealth and assets. You're limiting everyone. Nobody should be limited. That's what made America so prosperous, so powerful. Because there are no limits. That's what they're trying to escape. Those who founded this country. Those who took that risk. Those who cobbled out that beautiful Constitution. That's exactly what they were trying to get away from. Tyranny. Monarchy. That's where limits are imposed. We're too worried about pronouns.
2: Do you want to be a subject or a citizen?
3: Pretty much. And while we are all consumed with all this woke garbage in our schools, and getting rid of honor rolls, and getting rid of grading, as we talked about, the city of New York is doing. No more grades. No more grades. Well, how does that work? Nick, I've said for some time, one of the problems that is uh, exists with respect to trying to unify and work together is we can't agree on what's pass-fail. They're making that <laughs> crystal clear. No more pass-fail. We, since we can't agree on it, we're just not going to have that anymore. What's next? No more win-lose? And with respect to the way crime is being handled, no more good-bad. No lines are drawn anymore.
2: Because they might offend somebody.
3: Yes, precisely. you got to think that our most ardent foes, China... Not only are they laughing their rears off of us, they're being instructed by what we do. Those idiots are tearing down the most powerful, prosperous society on the planet that God made. I believe in the name of God. Oh, let's don't do anything they're doing because it'll destroy our tyrannical communist society. Have you seen that China says? No more movies that have sissy boys, <laughs> oh my gosh, and our military is running woke ads, right? Then they're having they're saying no movie. and I'm not saying we should do that, but they're they're keying in on what we're doing. There's no question no more mothers and fathers and and everybody's got to pro- proclaim their pronoun. List. Yeah, how
2: big of a net are you really casting if you're trying to recruit the daughters of two moms to the military? Exactly. And meanwhile, they're running... You, you are then recruiting from less than 5% of the population, and that's being generous, to try to bolster your numbers? And, and or are you way, just trying to be woke? It's be woke. And by the way,
3: if there are... Parent or children of, of same-sex uh, couples, that's fine. If they are qualified to serve in the military and they choose to do so, man, I'm all for it. No problem with that. But to go out of your way, this eye-poking deal just drives me crazy. We're going to poke you in the eye. We're not ever going to show you a more traditional. But there's no balance. All you have to do is turn on the television. If you turn on television and watch and pay attention to the ads, you would absolutely think that there are no sort of commonly found family environments anymore. No, there are none because the ads don't appeal to them. They don't. I shouldn't say that. They don't feature such. It's they've gone out of their way. And I don't really have a problem with private company do whatever they want. I just happen to notice it. Uh, it just just seems odd to me that, that they, but it's all about it's that virtue signaling. We got to find a different term rather than virtue signaling because that's just seems too lefty for me. What we got to come up with something? The same concept, same definition, same purpose.
2: Letting your idiot flag fly.
3: <laughs> That'll work. Idiot flag. <laughs> we'll take a break. That would be Eva Gabor, right? Bumping us out of this segment with Green Acres. We'll come back with more talking and a giveaway. Rhino's got for you. Stay with us.
13: Goodbye, City Live. Green Acres.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 87. Tonight, clear skies, low around 62. Your finally Friday rolls in with sunny skies, high near 86. Friday evening, clear skies, low around 62. And for your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
0: Need furniture or bedding now? The pandemic caused a
6: big slowdown in production and shipping, so the wait can be longer than you'd like. Fortunately, Miss Skelly's has preferred status with our vendors, so despite some delays, we actually have a lot in stock and ready to go. Check out what's available now at MsSkelly's.com. The selection is growing, so if you don't see what you want, check again. Then order online
16: or come into one of our showrooms. That perfect piece may be in stock and ready to go at Miss Skelly's. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Since the onset of the pandemic, seven children have passed away in Mississippi. Most recently, a child younger than a year old. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers,
0: when you have a very large surge of cases like we've
2: had,
19: sadly, the deaths follow ten days to a couple of weeks after that.
2: Eight pregnant
16: women passed away from the virus over the past several weeks. All of them unvaccinated, according to the health department. their babies were born premature but are alive. MDOT is still waiting on results from soil tests that were done after a huge section of Highway 26 in Loosedale washed out over a week ago now.
22: Obviously that'll be an emergency contract to try to get it done as quickly as possible because that's a main thoroughfare for that area. Two people were
16: killed and 10 were injured. MDOT director Brad White told us after the tragedy that they're in close contact with George County supervisors as they work toward a fix. I'm Kelly
11: Bennett.
23: The
0: Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.
11: It's
0: time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Come on down! You're the next contestant on The Price is Right! The theme song for sick days for an entire generation. That's exactly right. Oh boy, get to watch The
3: Price is Right.
2: It was either The Price is Right or Days of Our Lives, and you're definitely not watching Days of Our Lives at age 12. <laughs> you got a little racy, didn't
3: you?
2: <laughs> Although there was one summer where, for some reason, my friend group got enthralled with Days of Our Lives. I think it was because some lady was possessed by the devil and (laughs) threw her husband off the balcony, and that was the first episode we saw, and we're like, what is this? (laughs) That's when they run out of themes. They can't
3: come up with any storylines, and you just start throwing stuff against the wall. Yeah, that'll work. When I was in college, it was, of course, General Hospital. The Luke and Laura saga. We had to tune into that every You You, you schedule your classes around General Hospital. That's crazy. But crazy, I tell you. Kellyanne Conway says, I'm not resigning, Joe, but you should. <laughs> you go, girl, as they say. <laughs> I'm not resigning, but you should. U.S. manufacturers, by the way, they're fighting back against this 3.5 trillion dollar really 6 trillion reconciliation bill that would just tax the life out of corporations and almost everybody they're saying that this would hurt jobs and it just as there are many who argue with this concept of trickle-down economics, which is really no official economic concept, by the way. It's kind of a fabricated deal. One thing I do believe in, which is not an official economic <laughs> principle, is trickle-down taxation. You think it just affects those, oh, never, only people over 400,000, right? Oh, yeah. Senator Wyden, as he's distributing his question here around, hey, what can you come up with here? Put a suggestion box. We all just put that in the committee meeting room. Drop your suggestions here of how to raise taxes. Well, all these carbon taxes they're dreaming up, mileage taxes, excise taxes, you don't think that affects everybody? Well, of course it does. You don't think raising taxes on corporations affects everybody? Of course it does. We're better off. We're all better. And they fail to recognize that once Donald Trump's tax cuts were implemented, which they've already made it clear, we those gotta go. We gotta get rid of that. Of course, anything, everything attached to Donald Trump has got to go, including these dozen or so appointees to the military academies, they gotta go. It doesn't matter whether or not they're actually providing value in the board setting, in the boardroom, as part of governance, which are which is the key responsibility of a board.
2: Yeah, you can't have diversity of thought.
3: No. Uh uh-uh. uh. You gotta check boxes and make sure it fits in their little checkerboard like they want it to. But these taxes they affect everybody. Ninety-one percent of respondents from the manufacturing community said a tax increase would make it more difficult to give employees a raise. How about that? Well, yeah, you can either pay people or you can pay the government. And, of course, there are many who say, well, those Trump tax cuts, only the wealthy got those. It's Just not true. I challenge anyone. Share your personal information. And run it through the models get your information run it through the pre-trump cut tax structure and system and the post of course a lot of people measure that on the basis of whether or not they got a refund rather than looking at the total tax liability the total taxes paid don't consider that when the personal exemption doubled the potential for a refund went down because you were getting more in your net check, your net pay and your and your periodic pay. So we'll see where they go with this. They They, of course, want to double the tax on capital gains for certain individuals, and they want to implement onerous estate taxes, including, first time ever in our country, paying... Taxes on capital gains that have not been recognized—you haven't actually dis- disposed of the asset and produced proceeds, cash proceeds from it—but you still got to pay taxes on it, which will force you to dispose of it. Oh, that'll be good for your four hundred one k plan for your savings. They just—it's anything and everything to keep people in particular their target is always the most successful in society economically from becoming more successful they just don't want that that's just just can't have that so paychecks were growing at the highest rate in 40 years under Trump and we saw an increase of household income rise about 6000 bucks per household for perspective it was about $1100 under obama over 8 years real household income they want to they want to dismantle and deconstruct those those tax policies what concerns me about the stock market is we've got bad fiscal policy with this 3.5 trillion dollar really 6 trillion dollar budget recon bill, and we got the Fed already saying, well, we're going to start tapering bond buying. And that's kind of a a, a toxic elixir there. And that's why some investors and <coughs> economists and analysts are suggesting that they're sounding the alarm that we could see a market pullback. We've no question have had lots of uh, lots of highs set this year and, and uh, good fortunes in the equity markets in particular. But a great deal of that is a result of the government infusing all this money into the economy. That's where, where a lot of that money ends up in the market and in equities in particular. And there's zero return that can be made on on fixed income securities. So we'll just see what happens the uh, This feedback, or this blowback, I should say, from Kellyanne, I found that interesting. You should resign. <laughs> you should resign. I'm not, but you should. It's uh, kind of crazy. But there are also lots of backlash happening across this country with respect to mask mandates at the school level. there's been some rather fiery school board meetings, including reports surfacing of uh, some rather testy exchanges at some local school board meetings. I've heard some. We even, I believe, made national news for some of the testiness. Yahoo News ran a story, featured a little story here on... Mississippi, where they maintain that teachers are begging for help after more than eighteen thousand students catch COVID in one month. At what point do we protect children over the economy? Some teachers asked. So there is a, there are just some strong feelings on both sides of that argument. There wasn't actually an eighth grader at a Mississippi middle middle school. That uh, died from COVID nineteen. I believe that was last month in the month of August, and so Yahoo is actually went after the governor when apparently the governor said that the virus only causes quote sniffles unquote in children under eighteen. But of course, Yahoo's got to got to uh, pull back the bow and take uh, the arrow pointed at Mississippi, you, what would you expect from a left-leaning organization other than them to do so? Kind of disgusting in my view, and my judgment, that it's just, it's always us. I get tired of it after a while. But we shall uh, see where that goes. I still can't get over the fact that there are more terrorists in the Taliban cabinet than there are women and that the Goofy Biden administration took the Taliban's word at it that they were going to be inclusive and respectful of women. How can they be so dumb? Also, on the economic front, this is kind of some interesting news, even though mortgage rates are ridiculously low. The Mortgage Bankers Association reports that the number of applications for home mortgages dropped last week to the lowest level since mid-July. Lots of decrease in refinancing activity. I kind of think we pulled forward a lot of the demand for housing. Just a just a thought, a theory. And maybe it's starting to level out. Get smart. 86 and 99, bump on the side of this segment. We'll come right back. We got a giveaway right when we return.
16: <coughs>
0: Here's John and Corey Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry
10: Company. If you're thinking about selling your old jewelry, especially diamonds, knowing what you have is the key to getting the best price. At Juniker Jewelry Company, as gemologists and appraisers, we will assess accurately the real value of what you have and then make you the very best offer. You see, as true diamond brokers and importers, we buy and sell diamonds every day on the worldwide market. We specialize in diamonds of a carat or more and can discreetly handle any diamond, no matter how large. That diamond ring you inherited from Aunt May. Or maybe it's that diamond you just don't wear anymore because it simply lost its meaning. We'll help that diamond find a new home. For all your diamond needs, come to Jennifer Jewelry Company. Buying or selling. We are Mississippi's most trusted name in diamonds.
11: Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and com.
18: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High, Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Callaway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South, period. We offer bulk soils for the do it yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's
16: is. Callaway's is.
13: Wives, do you have trouble getting your husbands to see a doctor? Tell them the doctor has a boat for sale. At Man Up MD, we understand most men don't have a doctor, but they should. Man Up MD is a men's clinic designed for men by men to handle manly issues. From day-to-day primary care to reclaiming your energy and vigor, Manup MD can keep you healthy and feeling your best. Check us out at menshealthmississippi.com. That's men'shealthms.com.
21: Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, I don't what I slow downloads. Oh, come on! It's just not a good look. Instead, call C Spire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com.
0: Super Talk Mississippi.
12: Barnabas. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's why I feel like trying to put me to sleep. Oh my gosh! All right, Rhino, you got a giveaway for us.
2: Actually, we've got two giveaways, so we'll do them one at a time. I'll get the uh, the the simpler one out of the way first, because the second one we're giving away five pairs of tickets. Mm -hmm. So on the first one, couldn't you know? Concerts are back on September 26th, coming up fast. Legendary rock group Santana will be playing at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon. Tickets for the show are already on sale at Ticketmaster.com or at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But if you don't want to pay for a pair of tickets, this is your chance to win a pair of tickets. All you got to do is be the 13th person to text in with the key phrase to the C Spire text line, which is 601-879-4395. Be the 13th person to text in the word MAGIC and you will win a pair of tickets to see Santana at the Brandon Amphitheater. But if you don't want to go to a concert, but you would like to take part in the 9-11 anniversary uh, special edition of the Mississippi Braves game coming up this Saturday on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, it's first responder and military appreciation night. So if you are a first responder or active or retired military, you don't have to worry about texting in. You already have your tickets set up to go. You just show up, show your ID, and you'll get two tickets at the gate. But if you're not in that group and you would like one of 5 pairs of tickets to the Braves game, all you got to do is be the first 5 people to text in with the word Braves, and I'll get your information and you'll have some tickets waiting for you at will call for First Responder and Military Appreciation Night this Saturday at 6.05 p.m. at Trustmark Park with the Mississippi Braves taking on the Montgomery Biscuits. There you go. The Biscuits. Yeah.
3: Hmm. All right, they're rolling in. So Portland State University, Portland State, PSU, a professor up there resigned. He says... The university has become a social justice factory. Professor Peter Bohozian, he sent an open letter. He accused the administration in this letter of fostering an environment hostile to intellectual inquiry and dissent. So much for that laboratory of ideas, critical thinking, open thought, Right? We don't do that on college campuses anymore. It's, you got to be woke to the left, or you simply cannot assimilate. He said, I sought to create conditions for rigorous thro- thought to help students gain the tools to hunt and furrow for their own conclusions. This is why I became a teacher and why I love teaching But brick by brick, the university has made this kind of intellectual exploration impossible. It has transformed a bastion of free inquiry into a social justice factory whose only inputs were race, gender, and victimhood, and whose only outputs were grievance and division. And I submit, add to that series of outputs... Unhappiness. You're just unhappy. Can't have any fun because you're just told you're in a some group, whether you want to be or not. You're either an oppressor or you're in the oppressed, in either, and either in either situation, pretty much you got no chance. That's the message. He said, "Portland State has always been and will continue to be a welcoming home for free speech." He didn't. I'm sorry. The administration did. And academic freedom. Well, that's bull. It's not. We believe that those practices are not in conflict with our core institutional values. That's something else, I think. Even in the private sector, one of those phrases that's overused are core values of student success, racial justice and equity, and proactive engagement with our community. Somebody explain to me on a college campus, what is equity? Do we all get the same grades? Or we just dispense with the grades, like New York City's doing? Does that achieve equity? Because as long as you're being graded, as, as long as there are performance measurements, you're not going to have equity, certainly not in terms of the performance measurements, that was just God's plan. And you're trying to deconstruct it. <laughs> That's a way to describe it. You got winners there? You are working on them? That sounds good. Appreciate everybody for tuning in today and for weighing in on our giveaways. We're going to be back in the studio tomorrow, Will Rhino and me. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone.
7: Of
21: the red water and blue of oh, oh, oh. the red white, and blue
7: oh, oh, oh,
0: oh. a super talk Mississippi yeah. Media Production.